0: Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley.
1: The Matt Mosley Show coming at you on a Thursday afternoon. The Byron Nelson. Is now in uh, full bloom. Somebody needed an eagle to shoot a 59 today. Speaking of golf, the uh, Baylor women's golf team that did so well at the Palouse out there in eh, somewhere out Washington State. We'll, we'll track them down in um, the Palouse. I like that place out near maybe outside of Seattle somewhere. We'll track Coach Goble down today at 5 o'clock, and a real treat at 425 today, we will talk to former Longhorns legend, the legendary coach Tom Penders will join us. The tremendous loss of uh, Lance Blanks has gotten me thinking about some of those teams, and um, he he uh, had an incredible run there at the University of Texas. And so Tom Penders joins us Oh, about 420, 425. We will be ready for that. Aaron, a little, um, little breaking news that I just saw right before we came on. I think it's uh, – there we go. Um, Cowboys have signed – Second-round pick, Michigan tight end, Luke Schoonmaker, S-C-H-O-O-N-M-A-K-E-R. The rookie minicamp gets going this weekend. We may be stopping by out there to say hello to some of the guys. And uh, that'll be great to uh, visit with them as they come on. And, Aaron, this news was broken by, well, This guy's for agency. Congratulations to client, tight end, Luke Schoonmaker, on agreeing to a four-year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Aaron, I want you to step into the ESPN Central Texas newsroom, and I'll announce a couple of these, and then I kind of want to see what you're thinking and hearing. Some of these games, are the schedule releases tonight in the NFL, 7 o'clock, on the, uh, I believe it's 7 o'clock Central time, maybe 6 o'clock Central. We'll double-check on that. On the NFL Network, and we shall see how this ends up going. Uh, the, the NFL schedule. Now, we know who everybody's playing. We just don't know the order of the schedule and how the schedule will break down. We're starting to get news on the Cowboys schedule. And, of course, stay tuned. We've got Stephanie Sports Corner coming up in a matter of minutes here. The Cowboys will open the season at the Giants, New York Giants. This, according to Brandon Tierney, who is a uh, sports radio guy in New York. He does a show with, I believe, Tiki Barber. And uh, pretty, you know... I I look at these things, generally, if a New York person puts it out there, there's a chance they might know something. So, that would be kind of cool, Cowboys to open the season in the land of the giant. You know the Cowboys are going to have all sorts of prime time games. Cowboys will also host the Commanders on Thanksgiving. This according to someone who covers the Commanders. And Aaron, I think that's, and let's give him full credit, J.P. Finley of uh, NBC4 Sports and then does some uh, weekdays 10-2 to on 106.7 The Fan. Beltway football for NBC Washington. J.P. Finley had this one first. All right, Aaron, uh, news beginning to leak out about the NFL schedule. We already know, Aaron, some of the, all the London games, the Frankfurt games. I think we're skipping Mexico this year uh, based on there's some stuff going on with the stadium. I don't know if that's Stadium Azteca. There's some renovations going on. They're going to skip this year playing a game in Mexico City or Monterey, wherever they play these games. And then, of course, the Big 12, uh, rumored to be arriving over there to play games in circa, well, sometime around 2024 season, the Big 12 will be over. All right, Aaron, in our uh, our command center, Aaron, give me a few of the games that have leaked out there that are drawing your interest.
2: We will uh, start with the Cowboys. You mentioned that WFAN's Brandon Tierney reporting. They'll open up the season against the Giants. That would be on Sunday night football. NBC also announcing that the Cowboys will play San Francisco in week five on Sunday night football. That's October 8th. That's a rematch of last year's divisional round playoff game. The Cowboys will host the Washington Commanders on Thanksgiving, according to J.P. Finley. There's also been some rumors that their Week 2 game will be in Dallas against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. yes. And uh, it also appears the Cowboys will end the season against the Commanders in Washington the same as last year, which which also means that the Eagles and Giants will end the season playing against each other same as last year.
1: You're doing some process of elimination type stuff, there yes. aren't you, Aaron? To yeah. kind of, uh, to kind of arrive at those things. Interesting.
2: There's also to, it was unsourced, but I'll mention it. It's all going to come out at six o'clock anyway. There's also a, and it's a rumor that the Cowboys will play Arizona in Week Three. So,
1: okay, Jets Week Two, Arizona Week Three. Is there anybody we're interested in there? Oh yeah, Kyler.
2: He's, um, he's gonna he'll still be out though. How long's he out? Oh, he he won't be back till probably midseason at the earliest. Because he, oh my he tore his ACL.
1: Yeah, yeah, that stinks. Um, okay, so we kind of think we might know the first three Cowboys uh, opponents. Now, starting, I can almost hear her as she starts to kind of.
3: <laughs> wow, what is, Aaron? What's right going
1: in on in you. there? <laughs> yeah, she's just kind of. Moving around, she likes to kind of shift her paper around. Uh, it is time for Stephanie's Sports Corner.
4: It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and Epperson Tractors. Well, we know her mic's on.
1: <laughs> She's been already kind of moving around, doing some things. Stephanie from Sales... Now joins us in Stephanie's Sports Corner. We've had ostrich racing recently. We've had camel racing. We've had uh, jump rope racing. I mean, you never know what she may bring. And sometimes she'll give you some news on some of the horses out there, the horse <laughs> racing industry, some of the issues that are going on with that, and. Um, Stephanie, I'm just going to let you go you roll with yeah, this okay. because we do have. Uh, well, we got a little time, a little extra time uh, today because the legendary Tom Penders. Did you ever, uh, Stephanie? Did you ever come across Tom Penders? You, you have had some kind of connection to really everybody, but but yeah. University of Texas sports. Random things will come up, and you know, I I remember random things that you've said, and like. Oh, you know, you knew this former quarterback at uh, at Texas, or you knew this person. What about Tom Penders, the no. former Texas great? Did you ever run across I did the, not. Uh, the legendary coach?
5: I can say I did not, unfortunately. But since we're talking football, I... Wanted to tell you guys that it was announced this morning that the Jets and the Bills will be the opening season game on Monday Night Football, and uh, it'll be a matchup because it'll be Rogers and Josh Allen. So you didn't, Aaron didn't announce that, so I thought I would. And it was also announced today that the New England Patriots will honor Tom Brady at their first home game. So I think that's kind of special. Unless he comes out of retirement before them. I'm still waiting to see if that happens. He says he's not. And then um, it was also announced today that the Kansas City Chiefs will finally make their visit to the White House on June the 5th. Now, I didn't know this, but they'll be the first NFL team to visit the White House in two years. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I mean, I knew they what? didn't visit during COVID, but um, yeah, I guess, yeah, so this will be the first team to visit within two years. So I... Because I think, see, who won last year? Well, not this past season, but I think it was the Rams who won, if I'm correct. And they didn't go to the White House. But, uh, yeah, so for two years, and they're going to visit. So that's a little uh, NFL news I have for you today, in case you they didn't know. They
1: were just know. waiting for, for old Joe Biden to get in there. Go <laughs> go visit Joe. Well, I mean, right. we may have had some, I don't know. Trump loves uh, sports. He would have enjoyed hosting the Super Bowl teams, mm-hmm. and of course Brady when they won it. Now I'm trying to remember if that was post that was maybe was, right after think, the pandemic, but before, uh, Brady yeah. was um, yeah he was a big time Trump guy. Yeah, um, I think when I don't that, think he likes that being trumpeted uh, yeah. so to speak, but right. um, he likes to um, he likes to play golf with him occasionally and that kind of thing, and uh, so interesting. Now that is good. And I'm sorry, Erin. She kind of called you out for missing a couple of things. I didn't. I don't really think See, that's I to the way.
2: Nice. I had the whole list. Yeah. but She was like, oh, I was, like, well, I was wait doing a those. I'm going." And then she tries to you. throw me under the bus. Oh, <laughs> she said, "Yeah,
1: I've noticed some things Erin missed. Yeah. Here are yeah. here are, some here things are these things. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so you know we're in the NBA playoffs, and uh, so I do know
1: that. Yeah. So
5: it was also uh, I saw today that uh, Drew Holiday. From the Milwaukee Bucks, he won the NBA's Teammate of the Year Award, and this is the third time in four seasons that he has won this award, and I, it's kind of special because the players and the executives of each team votes for a player, and he won it. He also averaged 19.3 points, 7.4 assists, 51 rebounds in 67 games, and he helped got get the bucks to the first seed in the Eastern Conference. So I thought that was pretty special that, you know, your colleagues and people around the league are voting for you for teammate of the year. So I think that's kind of cool that, you know, people around the league uh, respect you and put you on a high level to, to get that award. And – Especially for it to be the third time. So that was pretty special that I saw today. Aaron, there. is
1: that what you kind of predicted Stephanie would come in with today? <laughs> the Team NBA of the teammate of the
6: year? Is that?
1: I don't. <laughs> that was nice. Kind of catches, catching me a little bit by surprise here. This is a, a very serious. I Here's some games. Well, here's I the just teammate. Saw all this you know stuff. what I would be more interested in is the worst teammate of the year.
5: Oh, uh, well. Who I'm is. Sure that? There's a Aaron, who is.
1: Who would be the worst teammate of the year? Like, didn't Rudy Gobert punch one of his teammates?
2: He did. So he would be up there,
1: wouldn't you put him up for a candidate?
2: He would. He would definitely. In be the
1: past, Green. I would always put Kyrie because Kyrie refused to. It's like I don't want to go to the. I don't want.
2: Draymond Green sucker punched Jordan Poole and knocked him unconscious. In preseason. Ooh,
1: yeah, bad teammate. You're yeah. right, and he's always chuck. Uh, you know, punching people in the in the uh, groin.
5: Oh my goodness! During games,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's not yeah. good.
5: That's bad sportsmanship. Or it, I,
1: there's somebody was talking about that the other day. How the uh, how the the NBA uh, announcers. They never know what to say, and they're like, get him in the midsection or whatever. Um, It's probably not the time to be bringing that stuff up. We got Stephanie, the very demure and classy Stephanie from sports. (laughs) So I don't want to get into all that below-the-belt talk. Uh, Stephanie, what else do you have for us? I mean, I do not want to hold you up. So far, this is a very sportsy Sportsy, type uh, entry from you. Go ahead. I'll
5: tell you who's the worst NHL player right now. We're in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Edmonton Oilers defensive men, Darnell Nurse, he has been suspended for Game 5 for starting a fight, and his coach was fined for $10,000. So he's not going to be able to play in Game 5. So that's going to hurt them because they're playing against the Vegas Golden Knights. So he's probably gets the worst team player of the series right now for doing that. I mean, come on. Good sportsmanship, people. And then I thought that was part of
1: hockey. All that's what I thought
5: too.
2: Where he messed up, he punched a guy pretty much across a referee's face. Yeah, I mean that's not good. That's not good.
5: At least get the referee out of the way and then punch the guy. But yeah, which 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 series was this? This was uh, last night or the night before. Okay, this was in Game Four, Edmonton. Edmonton, Toronto. Yeah against uh vegas so i mean vegas, sorry yeah you're not me. yeah it was vegas golden knights <laughs> against edmonton oilers aaron's looking at me like you know what you're talking no, about it's okay <laughs> but
1: the uh the stars the other night had one moment and it's always interesting to me how they'll put some folks in the penalty box and then they'll get to leave the penalty box and sometimes if they're banged up they can leave the penalty box to go back to the locker room and get checked on, and one guy was just, like, bleeding like crazy over the bl- uh, bridge of his nose. Oh. And, and they sent him. So, of course, then they have to replace them in the penalty box. Uh, I tuned in the other night. I wanted to watch the Stars, and they were already up 3-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't exactly what I was wanting to get in touch with. I wanted a, a real close game, and they were already up. All right, Stephanie, what else do you have for us?
5: I have that, okay, Texas Rangers tonight start their four-series game against the Oakland A's, and they have uh, made some changes, the Rangers did. Uh, They uh, moved up John King from the Round Rock Express. He's a pitcher to play in the series, and they moved shortstop Corey Seegers down to Frisco. Seeger. Seeger. Seeger or Seegers, okay. So I have that for you. So, yeah, they'll be playing the A's starting tonight through Sunday. And then – in golf. We've got the Byron Nelson this weekend, and Jordan Spieth is not playing. Spieth. Spieth. Spite. I don't know. Aaron's in here laughing at me. I don't follow golf. <laughs> well, then, I mean, if you're
1: going to do, like, a <laughs> full-on sports report, <laughs> like, we need you to get, like, famous people's name, <laughs> names. Okay, right. Mr.
5: Jordan, he, is, uh, uh-huh. he won't be playing this weekend, I guess, due to a wrist injury, and Tiger Woods just had ankle surgery, which I didn't know. So, that yeah. poor guy's had some Surgery after surgery, and uh, I don't know. I think Tiger just needs to retire and be a commentator, personally. But
1: well, I, you know, Jordan Spieth played in this when he was 16 years old, mm-hmm. and even when this thing has not had that great of a field, he's been he's been hugely representative of uh, of the Dallas area where he grew up, mm-hmm. and so this is a tough. This is a tough one. Scotty Scheffler, also from Dallas, is playing in it, and so he'll uh, obviously be the biggest name. But it's a tough draw for the Nelson. Aaron, what is she
5: doing? Like, <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, is she I like? I don't even know where the changing is. in there. Like, <laughs> no. I don't.
2: I think I don't think she's fully aware of how microphones work because yeah, she, I do. she thinks it just she just kind of shakes her her voice you know, and not other her random sounds. Yeah, I mean, it's sounds. the dangest
1: thing. Every time I'm talking, oh, it's just like goodness. she's. Yeah, she's just kind of up to something. But uh, anyway, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) but the um, the Byron Nelson's not what it used to be, and it used to be one of the great tournaments on the uh, on the uh, uh, on the tour. But uh, anyway, hopefully, it'll get back to it. It is now played in McKinney, Texas, as you were pointed out yesterday. Craig Ranch, yes, Stephanie. Okay, well, that's a lot
5: for you today.
1: Yeah, my goodness, that's
5: a lot for me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I yeah. double-checked
5: and double-checked and double-checked uh make sure I was bringing yeah, I mean I'm it worried correctly. you'll
1: have any information tomorrow. Uh, this is a lot to that's, lot to ask of you. Tomorrow
5: here. I'm probably going to take you across the world on something that's going on that we don't do here in America and it's a sport. So, stay tuned till tomorrow. It to be Monday.
2: What's We're tomorrow? Yeah. Preempted tomorrow for Baylor baseball. Oh,
5: okay. Well, then oh, I guess that's on right. Monday. Yeah,
2: it just happened today, uh, earlier today. Oh, let's tell
1: Stephanie, yeah, <laughs> while we have her, you are off tomorrow because she'd be I get up there sitting, sitting by herself. Yes, yeah, That's the yes. only
2: way she would still be here at 4 o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> now,
5: that is not true. That is not true. Anyways. She's
1: been very dedicated. She's yes. in, he's in timeout.
5: He's in timeout.
1: She's only called in once. And she's right. melded in a few times. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, All well, right Stephanie. But, thank you.
5: Thank you. Have a good one.
1: Okay. There it goes. Turn her mic off, Erin. I mean, it's been very. <laughs> she's been very active over there today. Uh, it is Stephanie's Sports Corner. You hear it every day at 4:08. Matt Mosley's Show, ESPN Central Texas. The legendary Tom Penders is next.
7: Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears close the Big 12 schedule at TCU this weekend. It's
8: the Bears and the Horn Frogs from Fort Worth beginning now Friday at 3:30, Saturday at 4, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor TCU Big
7: 12 Baseball. Baylor Big 12 Baseball. This weekend here on the home of Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas.
4: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntaxSportsFan.com.
5: Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company.
7: There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night, but also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found in other Central Texas stores, including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, Seven Diamonds, and Two Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages.
5: Locally owned and operated Sterling Clothing Company, 2012 North Valley Mills Drive, Waco and at sterlingclothingco.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6 and Sunday noon till 5.
4: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley,
1: the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, Coach Penders joining us now. Tom Penders, University of Texas, the legendary coach. Coach, great to have you on. I, you know, I just the news on Lance Blanks, uh, so tragic, so awful. And uh but I thought of you. I thought of those teams that we love so much. And I know you've got some great memories of Lance. Uh but it's great to have you on the
3: show, Coach. Well thanks, Matt. It's great to be with you.
1: Yeah, and I just as we as we kind of celebrate uh Lance's life and think back on him, that BMW teams, I mean, it was an amazing run. I just think of him. Uh, and, and hitting those threes and everything. what have you over these last few days I'm sure you've just kind of been flooded with memories and you've probably heard from everybody what's the what's been kind of the overall tenor of some of those conversations?
3: Well we had a, a zoom call uh, with his teammates uh, and anybody that we could reach out to. You know, Joey Wright is over in Australia where he ended his playing career and then he became a coach over there in the pro league over there, the NBL. Uh, and He's done extremely well and he, he owns a basketball training center. Basketball has become a real popular sport over there and there are many guys now from Australia in the NBA. You know, Joey was... From uh, Australia, we had Jose Nassar, who was a senior in my first year, which was uh, 88, 89. And we kind of shocked everybody by winning 25 games and upsetting Georgia Tech, a very good Georgia Tech team with Dennis Scott and Tommy Hammond, Dwayne Farrell, you know, three NBA players. Uh, had good careers in the NBA, but, you know, we won that game then we got beat by a very good, strong Missouri team in the second round. Uh, But anyway, we talked, you know, we were all sad. And Mm -hmm. I was in a state of shock on Sunday before this call. Uh, And, you know, it started out with one player, then another player uh, talking. And we had about 20 people all together and managers who, you know, were part of our team. Guys who knew Lance, who played maybe before I got there, uh, who knew him, like Carlton Cooper, who was a, a leader and a captain before I got to Texas. Uh, he was part of that phone call. Uh, then, you know, you had Jose from Brazil. One at a time, everybody expressed you know, their love for Lance and their sadness over what happened, and nobody knew. Nobody could figure out why. And then after a while, I think it was Travis Mays who stepped up and, delivered a a great message to the team about how we were all blessed to know him and love him. And that Lance was always helping other people. He was that way as a player. He was loved by his teammates and coaches. Uh, Anybody that knew Lance personally, he, he just had that personality and... You know, he was the kind of guy that everybody leaned on. You know, I've gone through some things with back surgery and, you know, the COVID thing. And then I finally got it this this, uh, past March while I was in Texas visiting my son and grandkids in Clear Lake near Houston. And then my wife and I drove to Austin when where we have a condominium and by the time we got to Austin I was still testing positive and then my doctors back here in Miami where I live now um, they wanted me back so my wife drove 18 straight hours to get me back here but we all had our you know Lance was Lance we talked every week You know, all the way through the season and into the playoffs. And even during the NCAA tournament, we communicated, either text or talk. Mm -hmm. And he was always concerned about me. He would call my wife, Susie, if I didn't pick up my phone. Yeah. Coach, okay. That's how he was with everybody. Uh, coach (coughs) did he did he father yeah I mean I saw his dad play I grew up in Connecticut near the New York border and saw him play against the New York Jets and then had the opportunity to meet him and get to know him uh, before he came down with Parkinson's and, and all that but I know what Lance went through with that and you know, most of his teammates did too, but but that phone call lifted everybody. By the end of it, it was a two-hour phone call. Everybody had a chance to talk and say what they wanted to say. I was uplifted, and I, you know I stopped I stopped the you know the I wouldn't say mourning because it's on my mind all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a tough thing to deal with. People who knew him. Well,
1: he's a he was a fantastic guy and I remember talking to Tom mm-hmm. Penders on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, the legendary Texas coach. Coach, what was it? The jump stop that that those guys were able to do. It was almost the first time many of us had seen that in college basketball. Lance was great at it. I mean, he could yeah. jump anywhere on the court really and he had range I mean we think of Steph Curry as the first guy that could shoot it from a long distance that your guys could shoot it from a long distance where did that uh, where did Lance get that from was that something that that you were teaching and you and some of your assistants were teaching your players or did they arrive doing that type of thing
3: uh, uh, I learned that back uh, in the 1960s I was playing professionally. I was coaching a high school basketball team in Connecticut, playing in the New England Basketball Association. They didn't have any DBA or uh, you know G League at that time. I was playing professional baseball with the Cleveland Indians. I played A and AA my first year and was ready to play more, but I coached the high school team, and I started – watching the professional players at a fairly young age, I saw Earl Monroe um, against the New York Knicks playing for the Baltimore Bullets. That's the Wizards now. And he just destroyed the Knicks. And this was before you could tape or replay anything. Uh, You had to have a camera, uh, all these things. And I just studied and every time he came into the paint, whether he was going to his left or his right, he ended up on two feet, and he would either spin back to his left or his right, and he either scored or got fouled. I mean, he rarely missed when he got, you know, inside 17, 18 feet. He wasn't really a three point shooter, they didn't have the three point shot back in the 60s. So I just copied him on my own. I never saw or heard about the Jump Stop. So I started teaching that to my high school kids, and then my first college job up at Tufts University uh, near Boston, and then at Columbia, then at Fordham, then at Rhode Island. Then I moved down to Texas in 1988 and taught that to all my guards and forwards who would, you know, were able to put the ball on the floor and get to the paint from the perimeter. Now you see, and I even taught this to Shaquille O'Neal when he was in the summer, I think it was 1990. He was from San Antonio. He worked my summer camp or he'd come up and speak. And in those days, you couldn't have your own players work your own camp. So I would send a couple players to Dale Brown, and he would send me a couple. And Shaquille, uh, you know, he, he was great when he when he was going to his right. He came to that two point stop and threw that little baby hook or jump hook, whatever you want to call it, and he was deadly with it. That was that was his main offensive weapon. When I took over at Houston. Uh, back in uh, 2004, they got Shaquille O'Neal direct on the radio, and he wanted to, He called the University of Houston, and he congratulated me, and then he, he talked about. I learned the jump stop from Tom Penders. But, you know, it it shocked everybody in the Southeast Conference at that time. The coaches, you know, my opponents, Nolan Richardson and I, you know, despite all the back and forth, we, you know, we wanted to get in the newspapers. We were trying to promote our programs and, and our league. Nolan picked up on it and, you know, asked me, you know, how did you teach it? What did you do, and then all of a sudden, Lee Mayberry and all his best players are all doing the jump stop, but, the, but we had to put a clinic on before every game for the referees and then the national supervisor <laughs> national supervisor Hank Nichols and Ed States, I believe it was at that time, Hank was still officiating um. You know, he he said, yes, that's legal as long as the guy takes off on one foot and lands on two. Now, after he lands, he can't take another step. He's either got to shoot it or pass it. Uh, if you dribble into it, you know, with your right hand, if you're righty and you're going into the paint from left to right, and then you pick up your dribble with both feet on the ground, then you can pivot, spin around. I, mean, I see uh, Jimmy Butler from Miami doing that on almost every drive he takes. He picks up his dribble. He hasn't established a pivot put yet, and all of a sudden, he spins back to the left. Fadeaway jumper. Boom. It's in. Uh, it's unguardable. So Anyway, I brought it to, with all the teams that played for me. and Then, then everybody's started using it I, to see it in the NBA now you know every time I see guys doing it brings back memories but Lance and Travis and Joey Wright you know great players want to be coached they, they want to get better you know they don't come with an attitude I know it all uh, you know I <laughs> I know everything. I played AAU ball here or there and you know, nobody gets taught anything in AAU ball other than competition and getting to know the talent around the country. And they play summer league ball or maybe maybe before school starts, et cetera, all the way through now. Which was against Texas rules when I got there in eighty eight and I helped change that too. Uh, with my son, he was a 15-year-old uh, when we moved to Texas, and and he had played at the famous five-star camps, and he worked the canteen one week and played the next week. Um, I wanted to send him there, and there was a rule in the UIL that after July 1st, no Texas kids could go out of state to a basketball camp. You know, I had to threaten a lawsuit, but I got to know, you know, some of the people with the UIL and uh, <laughs> Charles, Bright, Charles Brightup, who I think is still with the UIL, uh, and the Bailey Marshall was ahead of it. You know, they understood. And then the coaches voted on it, and the UIL. Uh, you know, I, it was kind of designed, according to the old-timers that I knew, uh, in the basketball world in Texas and got to know it was to keep kids from playing basketball in the summertime yeah so they'd play football
10: yeah <laughs>
3: kind of why you don't you don't see many six seven six eight kids playing football anymore they're, yeah. they're playing basketball even six five guys you know it's it's uh It's just Um, a fact. You look around the NFL, there were all big tight ends back in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s, you know, 67,
1: You know, I I thought about you during that Elite Eight run recently that Rodney Terry had because it kind of reminded me, you know, some of your great teams, Benford, Panama, Myers, all those guys, that team that beat Xavier in that famous game, um, that I bet that brought back some memories uh did you did you have a good yeah. time watching watching this Texas team uh make that pretty deep run?
3: Yes, and I was communicating with Lance um, you know when that unfortunate thing happened with Chris Beard and Rodney took over um after a few games when and Texas didn't seem to miss a beat. They had a you know a senior laden team, a veteran ball club that had been put together, you know, with Rodney help and kids wanting to play for Chris and wanting to come to the University of Texas. It all works together. Rodney did a marvelous job, and he didn't change anything. You know, he didn't mess with the formula they had. And it's, it's an extremely tough situation for a coach. And Lance and, and Rodney were real close because they had gone to um, Africa, you know, to, to, to run clinics all over Africa. It was a uh, basketball without borders started by Bob mm-hmm. Lanier years ago, the yeah. Hall of Fame center. And Rodney and, and uh, Lance went together. Mainly NBA guys go, but you know Rodney and Lance developed a friendship. and we talked about it and you know he's the analyst and everything. and he's like, coach so you did some radio. i I did radio for the New York Knicks. I was like the sub uh, for John Andres who would go to ESPN on Saturday nights and our conference, uh, the Mac up in the Northeast, We played every Saturday afternoon. There were no Saturday night games. Well, I became, you know, you do the pro game. It's a fast game. It's uh, 24 seconds and all that. You learn what to say and, you know, how to get your message in there without stepping on the play-by-play guy. And I worked with some legendary announcers while I did that. And, you know, I had told Lance that years ago. And then when he comes back, you know, and works for the Spurs and does that, uh, he, you know, he always, he dreamed of, I had each, each kid fill out a form. And then when I had a one-on-one meeting, we talked about his family, uh, how many brothers and sisters, etc. And I've kept the file. Of, of these of these things over the years, Lance put down. You know he he wanted to he wanted to be an all conference player. He wanted to uh, help lead us to a deep run in the NCAA tournament because in those days, you know nobody came out early. Shaquille O'Neal played three years at LSU. I mean today <laughs> he'd probably play three minutes in college basketball, if he played it at all. (laughs) It's a different world today. So it was real tough. I mean, it was real tough to advance and dream about final fours. But, you know, you're going against lottery picks the deeper you get into the tournament. But anyway, Lance put that down. Then he said he wanted to be a first-round draft choice. Um, He wanted to um, play for a great NBA team, be part of success at that level. And then if he finished early, he wanted to play ball in Europe and save all his money so that he could get married and raise a family. And then his dream was to become a college basketball analyst. It's eerie when I look at that. Yeah, this this man lived out every dream he had when he was twenty years old, and, wow. and not many not many people, including me, came close to my lifetime dreams. You know, if I was when I was twenty years old, we yeah. all have we all have dreams of something. Whether yeah. it's when we're growing up, you may have been wanting to do exactly what you're doing now, and hats off to you. And that that brings. Ha- true happiness. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you never know what goes on. Lance was great at covering up things. It might have been an illness. Yeah. Uh, it could have been a tumor. You know, because I never saw Lance distraught. And we were talking about, you know, how do we help Rodney Terry? He's doing such a great job. Uh-huh. And, and I gave him some advice. And I thought he handled it perfectly well. You know, you can't be up there in the booth saying, well, they got to hire Rodney Terry right now because the people that do the hiring, you know, the board of regents and the presidents and the athletic directors, you know, they're not going to listen to you. And they'll probably tune you out if you're telling them what to do. That's just the way it is. But Lance handled it beautifully and professionally. And then I told them, I said, look, if we get to the Sweet 16, it's a done deal. There's no way. You know, Texas had not been to a Sweet 16 since 2009. And, you know, that's a lot of time for a top 25 program. And, you know, Rodney helped make it happen. And Texas did the right thing by hiring Rodney Terry and giving him a good shot. But I told Lance, if, if the team plays well and they play hard and they have a good season, Rodney's auditioning on one of the biggest stages in America to be the head coach of, of, a, of a great program. And the team didn't fall apart. He's kept them together. They're playing hard. They mm-hmm. love them. They, they listen to them. They're disciplined. And that's what happened. And they get to the Elite Eight. And unfortunately, I got COVID. Yeah, <laughs> but I was I was happy as hell. I mean, I wasn't I, I wasn't unconscious or anything. I was able to yeah. watch it, and Lance and I were texting each other, and yeah. and, and and all that.
1: Um, well, I tell you, so it's anyway, just. Yeah, it's just it's so tough to have to you know to say goodbye to someone way too yep. young. But uh, hey, thanks for taking the time, uh, Coach Penders. Uh, just I always think about you anytime Texas basketball something happens. I I think about you and think about what you're thinking out there. So great to visit with you, and uh, I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay.
3: Thank you very much, Matt. It's it's great to talk about a wonderful human being. And the team he played for. Yes.
1: Yes, you bet. There he goes. Coach Tom Penders, a Texas Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer uh, uh, across the uh, country, uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas.
7: All right, do some Campus Confidential. We'll do it next.
4: Your leader in high school sports, ESPN
7: Central Texas. Introducing the new B.O.B., Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Helbert Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from four until seven, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco.
9: Find new roads to Chevy of West, home of Silverado City, or ChevyofWest.com. During their spring into adventure sales event, make no payments for 90 days and say big on their Texas-sized selection. And if you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, now is the best time this year to say big. Chevy of West proudly supports and cheers the West High School baseball team in their playoff venture. Chevy of West, off I-35 in West, or online at ChevyofWest.com.
0: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from
4: the Allen Samuel Studios.
5: It's been three years since COVID-19 changed life around the world. If there's one thing we've learned during that time, it's that Central Texans are tough. Waco Family Medicine is here to remind you that COVID-19 can be more dangerous when you're unprotected. A safe, effective, and free way to stay tough against COVID is with vaccinations and boosters. Visit wacofamilymedicine.org slash vaccine for info about the safety of vaccines and a list of places to get yours in Central Texas. When it comes to COVID-19, a little poke can lead to a lot of protection. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs plus the best ribeye steaks in town featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for Ladies Night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville.
4: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley.
1: is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. And, uh, some exciting stuff coming up and that was the great tom penders boy instant recall i mean tom now he was going on and on about some things but man i i think it's weighing on him about uh losing lance blanks age 56 um you know i don't know if everybody saw it his daughter wrote a story on espn beautiful piece about her dad he took his own life she did uh, have that in there and and of course they don't uh have answers um, and she said you know they're not totally seeking answers they're 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 remembering how great he was and how much of a rock he was for the family and so it's baffling I think to a lot of people who knew Lance and knew the joy he brought and the leader he was but uh great to visit with uh with coach Penders now Aaron we uh will be uh talking we're going to talk to Jay Gobel Baylor Women's golf coach here in a minute about the incredible finish that they had uh, out in uh, Palouse. And Aaron, I'll tell you, or Palouse, he'll tell us how to say it. I think it's Palouse. How about that Rose Zhang? Aaron, have you seen that? She now has, from Stanford, um, she's participated, I believe, in 19 tournaments uh, in her college career. She's won 11 of them. Who else has done that? Tiger was in 26 at Stanford, and he won 11. She's done it in fewer tournaments. And she shot, like, something insane, like 64, 65, 67. Wild, wild stuff. Okay, Aaron, real quick, um, walk us through some of the bigger – and let's start with the Cowboys – um, some of the Cowboys' first three games, or for, actually first three of the Cowboys' games on the schedule, NFL schedule release will happen tonight at 6 o'clock. But the Cowboys' games are starting to kind of leak out. Aaron, what do we have so far?
2: The week one game for the Cowboys has been announced. Oh, no, it hasn't, but it's, uh, it's been rumored that it will be against the Giants on Sunday night football. Week two, there is uh, some New York media reporting that it will be against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And week three, according to some Arizona Cardinals season ticket holders, uh, I guess it was an email maybe that got released. They think that they'll be playing the Cowboys in week three. Some of the other uh, games that the Cowboys, some of the other rumors about Cowboys games, Still haven't been confirmed, but they'll be confirmed tonight. Uh, Thanksgiving will be at home against Washington, and they'll end the season against the Commanders on the road, obviously, which means that the Eagles and Giants will also end the season playing each other in Week 18.
1: Well, interesting stuff. And we're starting to see some of these other games. And right now, because Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets, we have a lot of uh these jets games are very interesting jets have been awful in prime time in recent years and nobody's really wanted to see the jets now with aaron Rodgers, that could change because not only do they want to see him but he's been good and last i'm trying to remember aaron the packers it's like 17 and 5 i think i saw in prime time over the last several years and then um I mean, he just, he just performs extremely well in prime time. And, of course, the networks and everybody wants to see him and wants to see the Jets. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. We'll have more on the schedule. We'll have some campus confidential later in the program. I know it's usually at uh, 440, but uh, Jim Turner, Chevy, and the whole group. will do this at about 525 today. Next. We talked to the, uh, wow, the Baylor women's golf coach, Jay Goble. They they had an incredible run uh, in the regionals, and they're headed to nationals now. And we'll
4: talk to Coach Goble about that next. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online
0: at SyntexSportsFan.com. Up to 60% off. Storewide clearance
8: now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion, and gold fashion. All up to 60% off. Not a discount store. It's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers.
7: central national bank member fdic
5: central national bank your leading independent bank with locations in waco temple and austin and also at cnbwaco.com
10: are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project Car has the trucks, man. They have the one for you. Crew cap short or
0: long bed, silver, black or blue. Texas size selection, great prices to Richard Carr. He has the truck for you. Car has the trucks, man. He has the truck you need. If you want the best truck, you want a GMC. Texas size selection, great prices to Richard Carr. They have the truck for you.
8: Up to 60% off store wide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns hurry in. Up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at Diamore Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion and gold fashion all up to 60% off. Not a discount store, it's only at Diamore Fine Jewelers.
4: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222 DC Waco K265DB Temple ESPN Central Texas
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley show The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley show is Central National Bank your leading independent bank with locations in Waco Temple and Austin also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It right, is Matt Mosley,
1: the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, joined by Jay Goble, now Baylor Women's Golf Coach. He's made it back, and um, very exciting. <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> I'm sure it was quite a quite a trip, but uh, headed back to Scottsdale and uh, going to play for a national championship. Coach, congratulations. I mean, that was – you Thank had you. kind of been talking about it, like, hey, we're going to – we just need to keep steady here. We're going to close quickly. And, boy, that's what you did, and kind of dropped the hammer – on the rest of the field on in that third round um and I, it sounded like you kind of saw that coming um and uh but the congratulations a very exciting finish out there finished fourth and now headed to uh to play for the national championship
11: yeah thanks matt appreciate it it's uh yeah you know we we had a really stressful week last week heading into uh into regionals knowing that uh all of our players had finals they had to finish up, and um, we were just trying to get everything done before we headed to uh, Palma, Washington to go play regionals, and uh, we just, you know, I, I felt like we got off to a bit of a slow start, like we kind of couldn't get out of first gear, but I think that um, the team that I have is just so good, I, I knew that once they started playing and uh, and kind of getting back into the groove of things that we would be in good shape, and you know, it was it was a little stressful. It always is. I mean, it's always stressful knowing that this tournament determines whether you play on or not. But uh, it was really cool to see them shoot 11 under par the last day, and uh, you know, we we got a little better each round we played, which is how you want to do it. And uh, to finish off at 11 under par the last day to shoot 23 under for the tournament was really cool. What was uh,
1: Pullman? Uh, the Pullman Regionals where you were. Palouse uh, Ridge Golf Club. I'm always intrigued by these different venues. You get there, yeah. you kind of check things out. What what stood out to you about this course? I was just interested watching how some of your your young women would finish. I mean, my gosh, uh, um, one of your players finished with a 31, um, and yeah. that was uh, Silhey Oma. I mean what a tremendous yeah. finish. But what was that course like when you first got there and were kinda of checking things out? What did you know about it and then what did you kinda of find out about it?
11: I I honestly didn't know anything about it heading out there and uh I can tell you for you know, I, I think most of my players kinda instantly felt a little comfortable out there because, you know, it was cool weather and lots of elevation changes and um you know i think uh, some of the northern europeans that i have and and britta from ames iowa and i mean they just they were kind of comfortable with the weather and the situation there um it looked like the moon to me i mean it just is very different looking than any golf course we play <laughs> uh not only in texas but anywhere that we've played for a tournament this year i mean it's um again it was uh, very hilly um, it was almost like stepping back into February. I mean, it was 45 to 55 degrees most of the, most of the event, except for the last day and, and, uh, and windy and a little bit rainy. So um, all of that was a little, you know, different. But, um, again, I have a group of fighters, man. They're just really tough, and, and they, you know, the weather conditions actually, uh, funny enough, I mean, my group would probably rather have it bad than good they know that uh, they have more experience in bad weather than most people, and, and some people have a tendency to give up in bad weather, and, and my team kind of thrives in it. So I, uh, I was, you know, when I started thinking about stuff like that, I, I actually was happy that we were going to Pullman. but uh, mm-hmm. the, only, the only challenge was the travel. I mean, it's a hard place to get to. It is, it is not close to Waco, Texas.
0: So that
11: was, uh, that was interesting to get there. And it's, it was interesting to get back this morning.
1: Did you have to make a stop? Did you, I mean, did y'all, y'all didn't get to go directly in there? It sounds like maybe you, was it, did you have to, okay. Oh my. Okay.
11: (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, uh, uh, you know, two hours to DFW and then, uh, yeah. Four hour flight to Spokane. And then it's, uh, two hours from Spokane hour and a half. So it is, um, yeah, it's not an easy place to get to from here. Yeah. uh,
1: People think you guys are always on like luxury type, you know, (laughs) jets or whatever, private airfare. It's not always easy. You got to go through airports and, and do all those things, but, uh, but like you say, I mean, it just kind of adds to it, and it, and it brings probably bonds everybody together, dealing with all that, dealing with finals and all that. I don't remember studying hard enough for finals to be that stressful for me, Coach. Um. <laughs> uh,
11: I can't say that I do either, but um, they, are, they are great students, all of them, and uh, they did really well this semester, so I'm really proud of that as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember that as well, Matt. <laughs> well, what about
1: uh, Hasegawa? I mean, we've talked about her before, but your top two players, I mean, had the same three scores every day. And, and of course, they went about yeah. it in different ways. But to, to sure. fire three straight 68s, um, uh-huh. you know, she's been great for you all year. But you put them – you know, this is a new situation. And then Sarah just kind of – I mean, just – steady as she goes and i know she was probably upset one of those days i think she finished with a bogey might have been that second round but i mean for the most part of the first round yeah incredibly steady um how how great has that been to be able to have someone transfer in and then pretty much i mean tournament after tournament she's kind of become your your number one player
11: yeah, she's had an awesome spring, I mean, play, winning in Arizona State, and then, uh, man, she was about 30 under par for her matches uh, back in Arizona when we played the match play, um, and then this week, obviously, to shoot 14 under par for uh, for three rounds is, man, she's, she's awesome. I mean, she is the definition of a, a steady, consistent, doesn't let things bother her, just just literally um, plays the percentages and plays golf the way you would like everybody to play golf. She doesn't hit a shot that she can't, you know, pull off 95% of the time and and she just keeps the ball in front of her. And it looks, it looks really effortless when she gets going, but she is a, uh, she's a, she's a fantastic player. and, And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if she turns out to be one of the best players we've ever had here at Baylor at some point here.
1: Wow, that is uh, that's exciting. Jay Goble joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. By the way, if you're praying for bad weather, you're going to the wrong place. Uh, in Scottsdale, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're gonna get yeah. really bad weather there.
11: Well, really hot weather. Maybe we'll count that as really bad weather. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're not gonna see too many of the elements there. We could see some wind, but yeah, it's it's gonna be 100 degrees and and uh, very sunny most likely. Yeah. What about um
1: what about Rosie Belsham and, and her she goes with three straight seventies to have that consistency. Um what what was her what were her rounds like? Was it just kind of steady? I mean I was watching some of them and I was amazed. Even Sarah would start out sometimes with like ten or eleven straight pars. And then of course right. she'd sprinkle in some birdies after that. What how sure. did sure. how did Rosie kind of arrive at her rounds? Was it just Really, really consistent the whole time?
11: Yeah, Rosie, uh, I don't think she had a bogey until like her 33rd hole of the tournament or something like that, I mean, which is incredibly consistent. I think that um, the front nine of the golf course that we played this week was significantly harder than the back nine, and uh, a lot of teams were taking advantage of the back nine the first couple days, and we really weren't, so... It was uh, it was fun to play the back nine the way we did yesterday because we actually did, you know, get on a roll and, and play the back nine at, you know, 12 under par or something like that. So we, we got it going on the back nine like some of the other teams were, and um, that was cool. But, yeah, Rosie, um, again, you know, she's a fighter. She's the most competitive kid I've ever coached. I mean, she just – she wants to win. She wants to beat you at anything she does, and I think that – um you know that that kind of fighting spirit is exactly what what helped her shoot those scores. I mean, again, it's it's a little bit nerve wracking and a little bit pressure packed. And you know, you don't always feel your swing or feel your putting stroke as good as you normally do when you when you have to hit a good shot and you have to make it. And uh, it was really cool to see Rosie, you know, really just got up and hit a bunch of great shots. And that's that's what she did the whole week. And it was. Uh, it was really fun to watch. I think she did awesome.
1: I like these reports from Matt Roberts where he says uh, the freshman opened an adventurous front nine. You know, it's like I've <laughs> I've had some very yeah. adventurous front nines over the years. Talking about Silhey Oma though, um who made birdies in that final round, numbers to see 10, 12, 14, 15 and 17 to finish with yeah. 31. Now, what kind of mindset or headspace I mean, is that – if she's, like, maybe, I think, two over on the front, is that – does she feed off being maybe a little a little angry at times? Does she stay real level-headed? What was that run like? Um, and, and to kind of watch uh, – because w- I'm sure all your players kind of have different temperaments. What was that sure. like to see sure. when she got on that run?
11: Well, I think uh, – and just by the way, her name's pronounced Celia, like – it's uh, just spelled different in Norway, I guess.
3: But uh,
11: yeah. man, she uh, she is super talented. I mean, she not only is probably the longest player in co- in women's college golf, but I mean, the talent level that she has is off the charts. And I think that um, you know, if you watch her hit one golf ball, you know that she is has got something special. And, um yeah, you know, I think she was one of those, those players that, like I said, was a little bit stressed about the week. I mean, she's just finishing up her freshman year. Um, biggest tournament of the year is right during exams. I think she had a lot on her mind. And honestly, I, I think that she felt the pressure a little bit on the front nine each day. Um, if you look at all of her scores, I mean, she kind of started off poorly and then, and then kind of brought it back to a respectable level. And then on the last day, um, she actually went six under par on the last 10 holes, which uh, um, and, and par Sweet. the 18th hole, which is a really easy hole, actually. So she was six under par the last 10 holes. Um, there's there's not many people that are talented enough to do that, and Celia is definitely one of those players. Um, I think that Greyhawk is going to be a really good – course for her because she does hit it so far and she can take advantage of her length but i think she's also going to have to be disciplined off some tees next week that um you know she does hit it so far man she might have to hit five iron off a tee that other people are hitting woods or drivers on because she does hit it so far so um yeah we're well, it's going to be interesting to see but i think she's going to do great out there what is her driving
1: average? I mean, that's a remarkable. Longest player in women's college golf. I mean, that's uh that's a pretty awesome thing to say uh and and I I mean that is really uh that's pretty impressive. What yeah. what is kind of a what is the her uh driving average would you say?
11: She she hits her driver uh anywhere between 285 and 310 yards on average. <laughs> Which uh, you know, so this is a nineteen-year-old uh, female from Norway. I mean, it's it's very impressive to watch because she, you know, I mean, just has a really great golf swing. But you know, it's kind of hard to tell that it's going that far. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, she hits a seven iron from one hundred and eighty yards, one hundred seventy-five yards, which you know, most most players in women's college of golf from one seventy-five are hitting five iron or four hybrid or something like that. And she can hit a seven or eight iron from those distances, which again makes golf um, from 6,400 yards a little bit easier than, than for most. And uh, it's really cool to watch her play because again, even really, even really experienced and really great players, they're, they're kind of in awe when they watch her play. Like she, she played with Rose Zhang the first day and, you know who's the best player in amateur golf in the whole world, and yeah. uh, you know she outdrives Rose Zhang by 40 yards every time. You know, so it's uh, it's awesome, and and she is again. I think Celia could honestly be as good as she wants to be. It's uh, it's really great to watch her play.
1: That would be intimidating. Um, I mean, I, that's just crazy to think of two eighty five to three ten. Uh, and Rose Zang, I'm glad you brought her up. Uh, 11 wins now uh, for Stanford in 19 outings in college golf. And that's better than Tiger did there. Tiger had 11 right. in 26, I believe. So it took him a few right. more. But that's right. pretty uh, remarkable. Now, what is, after being up against her or seeing her up close, what is it about her game is it just every facet of it that's that's great? Is she just like incredible with her short game? What is it about uh Rose Zhang that makes her so so great?
11: Yeah, I think it's all of the above. I think she she has all of the uh you know, she's like the whole package. She she hits it well, she drives it well, she chips it, pitches it and putts it well. Uh I think the intangible that Rose Zhang has is that she's she just has a great golf brain. I mean, she can just figure out how to score a ball better than most. Um, I think that Sarah uh, Hasegawa has a similar kind of brain, but um, Rose Zhang is, yeah, I mean, she's a professional golfer that plays college golf at Stanford. I mean, it's awesome to watch her play, and she uh, she is you know, I hate to say this, but she's by far the best player in college golf right now. I mean she is really, really good, and uh I think a lot of it is is just that there's no weakness, and the intangibles are off the chart
1: yeah I mean with n i l maybe she can uh you know i mean she uh, maybe she's staying at Stanford oh, longer making, than she
3: yeah.
1: normally would. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if we need to raise some money for uh, Sarah, just say the word. We don't want her getting away from <laughs> us.
11: <laughs> no, I, I think Sarah's doing pretty well. But, uh, but yeah, Rose Zhang, she's a special player. So she's really cool to watch out there as well.
1: Okay, well, it's going to be exciting. I would imagine some of the finals will be on uh, TV. Uh, they're at Greyhawk Golf Club, May 19th through the 24th, and it will feature live coverage on the Golf Channel. And, uh, man, it's, it's, this will be very exciting. I mean, Jay, you've had some great teams. You've played for the national title. Uh, I mean, this is I, – I don't know. I, I hate to ask you to compare it, but, I mean, you said to me, as far as talent-wise, this is as talented a team as you've had yeah. at Baylor. Would that be an accurate statement?
11: Yeah, I think it's very accurate. I think uh, top to bottom, I, I have not had a team this talented before, and that's – You know, that's including the 2015 team that finished second, um, which was amazing. I think that, uh, you know, the depth in college golf continues to get to get bigger. But um, the depth on my team is is as good as I've ever had. And uh, yeah, I I think that, again, we uh, we play our games and we we get into that low eight next week. And I really feel like we can make a run at it. I really do.
1: I'll start looking at these weather projections for you, okay? and Try to get you, get you to see how, see if we can get it pretty man. hot there. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to, I'll try to send that stuff to you. Uh, but uh, Jay, I appreciate it, man. Uh, congrats, and we'll, will be yeah, watching, and and uh, that'll be, that's going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate you doing this.
11: Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You bet
1: you bet. There he goes, uh, Jay Goble, the uh, Baylor women's golf coach does a great job 2015 that was amazing runners up uh across you know the nation and he thinks this top to bottom may be a more talented team now some of the other teams out there may be more talented i mean stanford is scary but you never know bears could get going get on tv get into some of that match play i mean this could be this could be really fun uh coming up all right it's matt mosley show espn central texas we do have the NFL schedule release, but we also have some campus confidential to get to. We've got some interesting stories unfolding in college sports, and we're going to do that next.
7: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
8: Everybody, it's a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up our weekly visit with athletic director Mac Rhodes talking Baylor softball, baseball and track and field. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. It's Jeep season at Allen Samuels in Waco, and the deals on Jeeps are hot. Get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with $5,500 in total values or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with total values up to $5,000. Or if that's not enough, get a 2023 Jeep Compass with 5.9% for 72 months plus $2,000 in total values plus $500 bonus cash to first responders. Find the Jeep that's right for you at Allen Samuels in Waco.
2: Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life. Here's the voice of the Bears,
8: and welcome back today. Our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, beginning with Baylor softball opening play in the Big Twelve tournament this morning in Oklahoma City.
12: Yeah, winding down, uh, winding down the uh, the spring seasons, and uh, certainly excited about uh, how all of our spring sports uh, programs have uh, have competed. But as you mentioned. Today, softball versus uh, Iowa State, coming off a uh, three-game uh, home sweep of uh, of the University of Texas, and uh, you know we have a chance. We have a chance to host. Um, we need to have a, a good showing in uh, in the uh, Big Twelve tournament starting today. But uh, I think if, uh, if we can do that, we'll uh, we'll have uh, we'll be put ourselves in position to to host uh, the regionals
8: baseball on the road at TCU really key series for them
12: yeah as they uh, wind down the se- uh, the season and trying to make it to the uh, to the big 12 uh, championship uh, take you know eight of, of nine teams and so we're right there with with Kansas and uh, and with TCU so again a big a big series and um, you know coach Thompson and and his staff have done a, a, I think an incredible job this year of building foundation. Um, and, uh, just, uh, excited for the future of that program. And, you know, let me, let me just mention, you know, coach Glenn Moore and, and the unbelievable job he's done this year, um, him and the staff. And so, uh, happy for him as well.
8: And how about track and field? They're going up to Norman for the big 12 outdoors this weekend.
12: Yeah. Big 12 outdoors this Friday through Sunday. Um, and uh, coming off a, a really good outdoor season and uh, coach Ford and uh, that program continue to, uh, to improve. So i um, excited to see what, uh, what they'll do in Norman.
8: Very good. Tennis uh, wrapped up this past weekend, both in the NCAA. So they've wrapped up their respective seasons.
12: Yeah, both, uh, both programs uh, getting to postseason play, which uh, seems to be a, a consistent tradition for, uh, for both programs and, uh, Men came up a little bit short first round. Men uh, won their fir- – or women won their first round and made it to, to second round. But uh, both of those programs, uh, young teams, and uh, have a great fr- uh, future in front of them.
8: Thanks, Mac. And that's our time for today. More tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat, The source for Baylor athletic news and information,
4: ESPN Central Texas.
8: A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, Anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank Different, Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC.
6: Hey folks, Jerry Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for a jam up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 over wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost could cost you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call 840 3261 or 247 at turnershevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family.
4: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
7: Hopkins Oil Company is proud of the students, faculty, staff, and administration of Crawford Independent School District and wishes the Pirates and Lady Pirates all the best on the field, court, or diamond. Established in 1962, Hopkins Oil Company of Crawford is the oldest running wholesale fuel and lubricant distributor in Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Jeff and Molly Bays and open 24-7, Hopkins Oil Company has a proud tradition of quality products and outstanding customer service. If you'd like to learn more about Hopkins Oil Company. Call Brad Cox at 254 486 0123. Hey, Russ. I heard you're working for Wacker Realtors, the Eastland Group. I
2: sure do, and we have two locations, Waco and China
6: Spring.
5: I hear you're joining Home for Heroes.
6: Yes, I'm joining a national organization called Homes for Heroes, where all firefighters, healthcare professionals, law enforcement, military or
11: veterans, and teachers qualify
2: for this awesome program. How can people find out about this program? Well, they can call me at 512-417-9772. Wacker Realtors are your real estate experts. Cool.
9: Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid.
10: Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor and
8: we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for
4: Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is
1: Matt Mosley, and it is Campus Confidential, and uh, thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet, for being the fine sponsor of Campus Confidential. We were just doing some college golf talk, women's style, and um, that was, uh, the Bears are very, very talented, and the, um, I'll tell you, Jay Goble doing a great job. I was just looking back at the, uh, the time the Bears finished second in the country, and um, this is uh, this is a chance to go deep again, and uh, that will happen May 19th through the 24th are the uh, NCAA championships. That will happen out at Greyhawk in Scottsdale, and let's hope it's very warm out there and the other teams start to wilt. Those Stanford kids are used to that very cool weather in Northern California. Let's hope they kind of struggle out there a little bit. Nothing, nothing, we don't want to wish for anything too bad just a a few bogeys here and there all right Aaron uh what do we have today in campus confidential
2: Baylor men's basketball will be one of four teams to play in the 2023 NIT season tip-off next November 22nd through the 24th at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn it will be the Bears first ever trip to Brooklyn in the Barclays Center and their first game in the New York area since playing South Carolina in the NCAA Tournament in 2017. The other three teams, Florida, Oregon State, and Pittsburgh. The Bears previously announced a matchup with Seton Hall December 5th at the Farrell Center as part of the mm-hmm. Big East Big 12 battle.
1: All right, the land of uh, Brett Yormark, <laughs> the former, uh, the former uh, uh, Nets uh, official and uh, was an executive with the Nets. And then, of course, he was with... Uh, Oh, group, or Rock Nation, and did a lot of those things, and so that'll be good to be represented in that. I like the NIT uh, championship. That's a great trip for people. That'll happen, as Aaron said, November 22nd through the 24th, and Aaron, as we, uh, we've we got NFL um, schedule news that we can share, and of course, there's some things going on for the Cowboys close to Thanksgiving. We'll be able to share that soon enough, but... Aaron, is this uh, – how would you like this thing to play out? Like which teams – which team would you like to see Baylor play the most? I'm trying to think exactly how these things – I guess there will be that uh, – you know, sometimes they'll do these showcases. In this instance, I think there will be a, win, a winner of the NIT. There may be a consolation game as well. Who would you like the Bears – who are you kind of excited of those other three teams to see the Bears against?
2: Florida. I think Florida is pretty easily the best team out of those three. And so I'd, I'd like to see better play them.
1: That's interesting that you think that. I I think they've been down uh, in recent years. And I'm trying to think if they bounce back this year. They were okay in the SEC. But um, for some reason, I want to see them. Did you say Pittsburgh's in this thing? Yeah. Kind of like that. You know, it's where old Jamie Dixon used to be. Pittsburgh's sneaky good at times. Over the over the years, whether it be send it in Jerome or whether it be, you know, they've just had some really, really fine players that have ended up in the NBA. Kind of a little bit excited to maybe see the Bears play Pitt. All right. But uh, NIT... So we don't know exactly the matchups yet, right, Aaron? We just know the teams involved. Is that right?
2: Right. They'll they'll announce the matchups and the and the schedule at a later date.
1: All right. But we do know it is November twenty second through the twenty fourth, and that'll be at that Barclay Barclay Center. Um, I think a Baylor Bear plays for the Nets now, Aaron. I think uh, I think Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal, yeah, yeah, is with. Uh, with Brooklyn first time as Aaron said first time the Bears have ever played there they played at Madison Square Garden it's not a good memory for me not a good memory for my buddy the professor at Baylor Blair Browning who was sold some counterfeit tickets outside Madison Square Garden that night and uh, he and the family they were they were really having a rough night found some other tickets but were out quite a bit of money but uh, that's that's why you got to be careful out there buying those. Now, of course, you can get them. Everything's done through your phone, so I don't think you can quite get the counterfeits anymore. That was a rough time and a rough uh, rough game as the Bears uh, the Bears lost to South Carolina in a really they just didn't they didn't put their best foot forward in that game as I can recall, and that was a Sweet 16 matchup right there at Madison Square Garden. Aaron, what do we say, 2017? Mm-hmm. I think that's what you said. All right, what else do we have in today's Campus Confidential brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet?
2: The Big Ten is strongly considering removing its requirement for league teams to play a Power 5 non-conference team in football starting in 2024. Brett McMurphy from the Action Network is reporting Big Ten teams would also be able to continue to schedule FCS opponents which the conference was considering forbidding in 2024 the Big Ten will grow to 16 teams with the additions of USC and UCLA so the conference is considering remaining with a nine game conference schedule mm-hmm. but removing the requirement of uh, another Power 5 school in a non-conference game
1: Do they still have to play one? No, or is it... Not just, at all. No, no,, oh, at all. Oh, that's great. And they that's great, Big Ten. FBS. <laughs> Yeah, we all love that. Yeah, let's go see some FCS teams. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> nobody wants to see that. I mean, I understand that you got to do it. Baylor's got the Long Islanders coming in this year. I mean, you got to do those bye games or whatever. You certainly have to do some of that in, in basketball. But uh, nobody wants to see that. I mean, I like going down there just to see my buddies, but... Nobody's trying to go down to Waco to see Long Island. I mean if you're going I guess maybe people that don't normally go to the games, we go to all of them, but uh, maybe that will be who knows maybe'll be we'll do some special offers that weekend but uh, Aaron, I heard uh, I heard Mac talking about that recently. eight home games the entire month of September. Mm-hmm. Um, first four games for the Bears at home. And then we'll uh, go from there. So, boy, load up the event staff. Can you imagine that? Four straight weeks to open this season at home. No rest for the weary as uh, as the Bears' eight home games. Aaron, that means you get to get up early a lot, <laughs> all right, for all our pregame. And I'm lobbying, Aaron, even to – just get, I may try to be involved in the postgame as well, all right? And I want you – I do not want you to leave all day. I want you to be there for the pre, the game, and the post game. As we, right? as
2: we, as it stands now, that is the plan.
1: Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm kidding, but now it sounds I'm like I'm I'm on to something. All right, it is the uh, yeah. Somebody will tell me at some point. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley show. It is uh, Aaron Sexton alongside. We're doing Campus Confidential a little later than usual. You'd understand. No big deal. We're just moving it back into the 5 o'clock hour today because we went long with the great Tom Penders. That picture you put up of him, Aaron, it just brought back so many memories. Now, he was at Houston in that picture you mm-hmm. posted, and he had that curly, had that perm. Now, I don't know. I think his hair just naturally did it. I don't know. I don't think he went to the the barber shop and said, give me a perm. But he had that naturally curly hair. And I didn't have the heart, Aaron, to ask him, uh, about his trips to Waco back in the day, but it did not always go well. Baylor loved beating Texas, and I remember one of those games in particular, whoever was our, our PA announcer might have been my old friend Brad Cox, and he said something along the lines oh. of the Bears, the Bears have beaten the number three Texas Longhorns has sent them packing or something like that after the game. And I think was, now, did say I mean, he like got little like little
2: Tommy Pinders or something.
1: Uh, Have sent Tom Pinders. I don't think he said that. We did. We were very apparently. Yeah, I don't want They were not kind wrong. to to Tom's wife. We, you heard him talk about Susie Pinders and some of the Bears, and it led to getting some of the students away from the opposing benches. Now they just let Ashley Hodge sit down there. <laughs> he heckles enough for everybody, but uh, but yeah, they got the students away from the team because it got a little ugly back in the day, and Tom did not like it. And then some one of my friends, Aaron, might have been responsible for the idea, or maybe I don't know if it's Darrell Lane. I don't know who came up with it, but they had their like Tommy towels. That they that they passed out before the game. Talk about Tom Penders, and they were you were supposed to use them to like wipe your tears because of they thought Tom was doing some whining back in the day, but uh, he was one of the great personalities. Loved having Coach Penders on today, and to hear him talk about uh, the great uh, Lance Blanks. I mean, that's just Aaron. You're not supposed to outlive your players, you know. And Lance Blanks was. 20 years younger than Coach Pender's extremely sad, tragic story with Lance Blanks losing him at age 56.
2: All right, what what else do you have for us, sir? Former Texas quarterback Casey Thompson has found his third school in three years. He is transferring to Florida Atlantic, ESPN reported today. The move reunites Thompson with Tom Herman, who was his first college coach at Texas and who is entering his first season as the Owls head coach last year. Thompson played for Nebraska before, a, after transferring from Texas the previous year.
1: Believed to be the first player or coach who's ever uh, wanted to reunite with Tom Herman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was wondering where you are going with that. <laughs> that's, mm. that's not bad.
1: But, um, yeah, can you give me like a rim shot or something there? Oh, you're doing –
2: Oh, there it is! There it is. It's a faint one,
1: you're like a one man band. There, you're doing the. You, you do. You got a lot of stuff going on. Where was it? Where did the one man band come from? Did it come from Mary Poppins? I feel like the first one man band I ever remember was Dick Van Dyke uh, playing the role in Mary Poppins of what was his character? It's a jolly holiday. All right, Aaron. What else do you have?
2: Nope, oh, sorry, Have the, I lost uh, you. The, I, uh, I, no, we did I Just my uh, <laughs> a sports integrity monitor launched a tool today to help mm. athletes, coaches, and, and staff to anonymously report suspicions about mm. gambling activities to regulators and law enforcement. The tip hotline, Athlete Alert, powered by Real Response, was announced by U.S. Integrity, a sports data integrity company, earlier this month. Uh, Excuse me, earlier, uh, last week, Alabama fired its baseball coach amid an investigation into suspicious bets involving a Crimson Tide game at LSU. And a couple of weeks ago, the Lions suspended multiple players for gambling at team facilities. Not on NFL games, though, that it was reported.
1: Yeah, I don't understand, like, what some of those were worse than others. One was a six-game game. I mean, but they weren't betting on NFL, but doing it from a team facility somehow is worse than doing it off campus or whatever, I don't know. NFL needs to get its act together on how to punish these guys. Like even the – I think this year the um, – who was the guy that got knocked out for a year, Aaron? Was that Calvin Ridley or somebody? It
2: was, yes. The
1: Falcons player. Is he mm-hmm. coming back this year? I think they're letting him back. Yes. The one-man he- band, by the way, Mary Poppy, that Burt. It did pop into my head as I was looking it up here a second ago. Bert was uh, was the uh, Dick Van Dyke character from Mary Poppins. And then in the remake of Mary Poppins, which I thought was unnecessary, Dick Van Dyke was still in that at age like 90-something. Um, Aaron, now on this thing about the monitoring, I mean, that's what caught Alabama was one of these integrity deals. It was so this I don't company, know. actually. Yeah, it was oh. a little later
2: in the article. But it, it was actually this company that – that caught that bet,
1: but now say that again. Though, who's who's doing a deal with this company now? Like, uh,
2: what's the story here? It's just a tip hotline that they're doing, but it's for athletes, coaches, and staff if they have suspicions that someone is gambling uh, on sports. Interesting.
1: Okay, the tip hotline. Well, I tell you, this has been the best thing ever for that gr- that group out of las vegas oh absolutely to catch these people i mean aaron it's not that hard to catch i would think a huge bet coming in on an alabama lsu game <laughs> a baseball game yeah a baseball game yeah football you might have a harder time but you had a money line bet and you had a a parlay i think it was part of a parlay bet um what a what an embarrassment i just i i part of me wants to feel for that guy. But then I'm just like, no, man, you just that was such a dumb thing to do. I mean, he just ended his career. And I guarantee you, the most he was going to make on that bet was probably like 10 to $20,000. That's,
2: exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> and
1: I bet he's making like 750 grand or a million or whatever you make to be the baseball coach at Alabama. What? And you risk your whole career fixing a game. And you're 9-12 and 12 in conference. You're having a pretty good season. They were like, I forget what it was, like 30-15 and 15 or 29. You know, they were having a nice season. And he gets caught fixing a game. I mean, you either got to be dumb or or have some kind of major gambling type deal. I mean, you know, major gambling habit. I, I, or maybe both. I don't know. I mean, I do feel for people. I've actually had a friend who uh, – who had a, a bad gambling habit, but uh, but yeah, this is that's a really bad one. But that that all of that is interesting. Okay, Aaron, it is time for uh, our dismount. We've got a couple minutes here to let you know the latest we're hearing on the NFL schedule release.
9: That is next. Savannah steps back in, righty in this lineup. And she'll jump on this one and over the glove as the shortstop. Campbell turn around and scoring. London minutes throw to second is not in time. Lady Pirates now lead five to nothing. The Crawford Lady Pirates are looking to defend their state championship and go back to back with a return trip to Austin. Round three of the UIL playoffs continue versus Italy. Game one in Whitney on Thursday night, five forty-five for the pregame show on one hundred four point nine FM. Lady Pirates softball is presented by TFMB. You're bang for life.
10: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com.
8: Up to 60% off. Storewide clearance now at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Friendly GIA certified diamond experts, top diamond quality, thousands of markdowns hurry in up to 60% off at this first time ever clearance event at DMRA Fine Jewelers. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond stud earrings, watches, diamond fashion and gold fashion, all up to 60% off. Not a discount store, it's only at DMRA Fine Jewelers.
4: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at syntechsportsfan.com. Hey, folks,
6: Jerry Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I want to thank everybody for a jam-up April and ask for more of the same in May. If you're thinking about trading or selling your vehicle, we will offer you $1,000 over wholesale value, which will save us a trip to the auction. So don't be fooled by all those big discounts offered by some. Totally find out that the hidden cost will cost you thousands. Buy from people you can trust without all the gimmicks. So give us a call eight four zero three two six one 840-3261 or 24-7 at TurnerChevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor, we'll treat you like family.
7: Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Caleo of the Caleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Clayo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA/SIPC.
4: It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central
7: Texas.
1: It is time to uh, say good night, and we will uh, six o'clock over on the NFL Network. You can start to and Aaron, let's get let's tell everybody where they can hear these uh, playoff games we have coming up on our air kind of exciting I think we got uh we got one happening over at Midway we've got uh we got Crawford tomorrow and oh an announcement a special programming announcement tomorrow Aaron The Baylor baseball it's been moved up to like 330 and uh first pitch you'll hear it on ESPN Central Texas Baylor and uh TCU and so that will uh, that that series is happening up in Fort Worth, and because of some weather, they're trying to get ahead of things. That will knock us off the show tomorrow, as upsetting as that is. And uh, Aaron, what are some of the the uh, we got softball Crawford softball uh, coming up on, on one of our uh, one of our family of stations?
2: Yes, we actually have uh, Crawford softball coming up on 104.9 Star FM. That's uh, the pregame has already started. First pitch will be just after six o'clock, and then mm-hmm. over on uh, on Shooter FM, we will have West Trojan baseball. That will start mm. with the pregame at six forty-five. First pitch just after seven o'clock.
1: Nice, nice. Our our buddy Drake Toll on the call this evening. So very very fun. Now the Cowboys, look, it does look like we're getting some leaks on the schedule open against the Giants they'll be out there in New Jersey for that and then uh, (coughs) Thanksgiving against the Commanders so that's been a a very popular Thanksgiving game over many many years before it was uh, named the Commanders obviously but the Commanders and the Cowboys on Thanksgiving and uh, we'll have more for you in reaction to all that well Whenever we're back, Monday 4 o'clock. Everybody have a great evening. We'll talk to you soon. Good night, everybody.
4: It's time now for today's Modern Media Big 12 buzz. Modern Media,
8: the full-service advertising agency. Here's John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 buzz. Coming up, the Big 12 Softball Championship.